Father, this morning we just bring everything that we have and we just lay it down this morning at the foot of the cross. We lay it down and we say we surrender all to you. Um, God, I pray for everyone that's here this morning. If there's things that are in our lives, God, that we need to lay down, I pray that you would help us to lay those things down. God, that you would open our ears this morning, that there'd be nothing that would hinder us from hearing your word. God, speak to our hearts as we hear your word this morning. We love you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, back to Romans chapter 12, increasing the dosage. Romans chapter 12. This is vacation season, and looking at all the pictures, we got lots of our family out. We just pray that they return safely. If you guys are getting a chance to watch our video today, at some time this week, we want you to know we love you, be, have a good time, and come on back safe. Uh, Romans chapter 12. What a chapter this has been. If you've been uh, saturating your, your soul with Romans chapter 12, this, this set last three, four, five, six weeks, you have probably experienced what I've experienced, a great deal of conviction, a great deal of awareness, and increasing the dosage of love, learning to love. I tell you, it's, it's, it's hard to empathize. It's hard to uh, always be thinking about how to respond. It's, it's difficult for us to grow in love. There's a transition between uh, living according to our old ways, according to the flesh, according to our nature, and adjusting to live according to the Spirit. So uh, let's uh, finish up chapter 12 today as we're going to look at verses 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. So beginning today in verse 17, this is what love does. This is what love, how love responds. This is what love looks like out there in that world. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Imagine the people that first hear this and become into terms with this teaching as Jesus taught, treat other people the way that you would like to be treated. As Jesus taught, love your enemy, bless your enemy. And, and from that mindset of eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, that, that idea, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is, is not to, to bring about vengeance. It's to say that when there's a harm, the response is equal to the harm that has happened. You don't go beyond that harm. And it's a boundary setter for society. But we know the Lord Jesus, we understand that, the, that, that what God desires for us is an understanding that, first of all, we don't have the right to repay evil for evil. It's not our place. He says, repay no one evil for evil. And this is our proper response. But give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of of God. And so we see in verse 17 that love thinks through responses. Love thinks through how we're going to respond. We don't react. We don't fly off at the handle. Love takes a back step, thinks about what has just taken place. If we've been slandered, it thinks about the right response. If we've been harmed, it thinks about the right response. 
If we're persecuted, love thinks about the right response. I'm sure that you'd agree with me that you wish you had lots of opportunities to relive some of your responses when you've been harmed. I'm with you. I can honestly admit I'm not proud of it, but I have not always responded to my life with love, and I know that I'm in good company with that. I think that anywhere you go with a group of people, everybody there, if they're being honest with themselves, they say that, you know, I don't always respond well. I, I, I know it's getting hot out there. And, and already you probably have seen a little activity on the highways lately. People are a little more uh, impatient. People are a little more cranky these days. They always are in the summertime. People are, are lacking a little bit of the love today out there in that hot, hot Texas day and temperature. But as followers of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in us, and the Holy Spirit is developing love in every believer. And one of the ways that we learn to increase the dosage or we learn to love out there in this world is we repay no one evil for evil. We don't do that. Instead of repaying evil for evil, we give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And so that's just our question right there. All right, how do I respond? What is honorable? What is the honorable response in this situation? What, what is going to reflect Jesus? What response can I give to this situation, to this conflict, the problem, that people around who know about this issue can see the Lord Jesus. So that's what we do. As we're increasing the dosage, we've got to learn to respond with thought. And it's an honorable response. What is good? What is right? What is uh, What brings glory to God? That's our response. And then we see in verse 18, and I, I must admit, I, I'm so glad this verse is in the Bible. This is a verse that we need to understand what it means, of course, but I think you can find the comfort that's in this, this verse. Verse 18, it begins with two really important words to understand this verse, if possible, if possible. So immediately we can see here that it's not always possible. It's not always possible. So if possible, all right? So we, we have that going, so we have to understand that. So if possible, so far as it depends on you, so if possible, your responsibility is this. As far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. If possible, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. It is not possible to be at peace with everyone. It's just not possible. There are some people in your life that it's not possible for you to be at peace with them. Now, your responsibility, my responsibility as followers of Jesus and, and loving people is as far as it depends on us, we're going to do all we can to be at peace with them. 
But if our offering of peace, if, you know, if we've, we've had a conflict with them, perhaps we made a mistake, we, we said something we shouldn't have said, whatever it might be, and we do our part, can we talk about this? I'm sorry this happened. I would like to make it right. I, I, I'd like for us to, to get this behind us and be able to work through this conflict or this problem, whatever it might have been. And if they reject that, that's are doing our part. We're not responsible for people that don't want to be at peace with us. Now, that's good news. That's real good news. Because there is an unnecessary burden that believers often carry around. And it nowhere in the Scripture does it say that Everyone will love you because you love Jesus. Matter of fact, it says just the opposite, doesn't it? So when we carry around an unnecessary burden that we're responsible for how people respond to us, that's a real difficult mindset. That's a hard uh, place to be in. We're not responsible for how other people respond to us. If they don't want to square away, if they don't want to get things worked out and, and, and get those things behind us, it's not our deal. It's not our responsibility. Now, I think our understanding that allows us to really love. Because probably you're like I am. When you know there's a conflict with someone and, and that person's not at peace with you, if you apply an unnecessary burden to your life because of that conflict or that problem, then every time you see them, the indicator is the problem. The motivator is the problem or the stimulator to the thing is the motivation is a problem. That's what I'm trying to get across. And it changes how you respond with them. But if you recognize that they're responsible for their choices, we're responsible for our choices, and, and we're not carrying that burden, and we're not heaping their burden on us, then we're able to respond to those who are not at peace with us with love. Because there's no guilt associated with it. There's no burden associated with it. So this is a tremendous verse. This verse acknowledges that there will be some we will never have peace with. And I'm sure right now some of their faces are just kind of flowing through your mind. It's just the way it is. You wish it wasn't that way, but that's the way it is. Now, you need to ask yourself, what have you not done to correct the situation? We have that responsibility. We have the responsibility for us to, to move forward and and do our best to be at peace with them. But if it comes down to the reality that there is no way that we can be at peace with them, then we just let it go. And we wait for the Lord to do what only He can do. We are responsible for our part, not theirs. And so we can live without an unnecessary guilt or unnecessary burden. Then it says in 19 through 21, Beloved, speaking to the Lord's people again, a reminder, a transition perhaps, and this is Paul saying, oh, come on a little closer, be a little more attentive, I'm talking to you now. Beloved, 
Never avenge yourselves. Now, first thing about this, we're not, we're not cut out for revenge. History of man is full of that truth. Man is not cut out for revenge. We're not good at revenge. If we try to get revenge, we make things worse. We are not cut out to judge. We don't judge well. We see that all the time in our court systems. We're not good judges. God is the judge. God is the only one who has the right to judge. And any time we put ourselves in the seat of judgment, we're taking on a role that none of us are good at. None of us are good at that. So, never avenge yourselves. Never avenge yourselves. Regardless of what happens, don't avenge yourself. But, but what, if, what if it's really, really extreme? What if it's really, really unnecessary? What if it's just, you know, unfair? Well, the Scripture says we never, ever avenge ourselves. That's not our role. Now, think back in your life. The times that you have sought revenge. How's your life been? How was your life when you were seeking that revenge? How, how was your spirit? How was your heart? How, how was your, your well-being? How was your sleep? When you were trying to get back at someone. How'd it go? Not very well for any of us. It doesn't go very well. We don't sleep well. All our other relationships get, get all tangled up, get sideways. We're irritable. We're grumpy. All the relationships that we have that are on a good, found, a solid foundation and they're okay, they start becoming a problem. You know, if you're trying to get avenge with someone at work, you go home and you have conflict with your wife or your husband or your children. And, and, and maybe you don't even know why. I tell you why, because you're putting yourself in a place that you don't belong. It's being in the wrong place. And we're not cut out to judge others or to get revenge. It's not our place. So we really need to take this really seriously here. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. And this is what we do. But leave it. Leave it. When that thought enters your mind, by George, I'm going to get even with that guy there. I'm going to let them have it. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this business. I'm going to settle this score. There's going to be a day of reckoning now because of this. I'm going to show them. When you have those thoughts, and you start thinking about how you can get revenge, you need to understand it says here, leave it. So when you start having those thoughts, immediately reach out and catch that and let those thoughts go. I'll show him, I'll show her. You just wait until I have an opportunity to backstab them the way they backstabbed me. Leave it. Leave it be. Release it. Let it go. 
but leave it, look who we leave it to, to the wrath of God. Man, I don't want anything to do with the wrath of God. That's an important statement there. When the Lord's people are harmed, leave it to the wrath of God. When, when, when you're persecuted, leave it to the wrath of God. Do not take the matter into your own hands. Do not get in the way of the wrath of God. Leave it. Let it go. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. The Scripture tells us that every word will be judged. Every action will be judged. We understand that every effort to harm other people is going to be placed before Almighty God. He's told us he's the judge. He's going to judge. There is a day of judgment. We need to get out of the way of judgment. We need to walk away. We need to leave all ideas, all thoughts we have of revenge. It's not ours to have. It's the Lord's. We don't have a judgment row. God does. God has the judgment role. We don't take matters into our own hands. That's reserved for God. So we know how to respond. This is how love responds. Love never takes revenge. Love never avenges itself. It leaves it to God. It leaves it to God. So you may have experienced a great injustice. You may about to be going to experience a great injustice. Something's going to take place that's just wrong, unfair. You're to leave all thoughts, energies, ideas of avenging yourself to God. It says he will repay. It says that vengeance is his. Now, as we're not cut out for vengeance, God is cut out for vengeance. His judgment, as we saw in Malachi, the teaching, and it's very important to God, His judgment is fair. And we need to leave that to Him because our judgment isn't fair. Because most of us, we're just not going to get even, we're going to get ahead. And that's not our place. That's not good for you. That's not good for your family. That's not good for your community. It's not good for people, period. How much better the world would be if we just lay aside all the revenge? Just lay it aside and just give it to God. And let God do as he chooses with those matters. Now, he goes on to say in verse 20, to the contrary, here's our response. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. This is someone that's harmed you. This is someone that's been unfair to you. This is someone that perhaps has persecuted you. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. That's what love does. 
Love doesn't get revenge. Love responds with love. For by doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, there's a lot of thought out there in the world of theologians about what this actually means. And so, uh, but I, I think here are the basic things that we can say for sure this means. First of all, who wants burning coals on their head? Can you imagine having burning coals on their head? Now, they say that this was in history of man, when you put burning coals on someone's head, it was a, an act that, that shows the shame of this person. And it was to be a reminder of shame. Well, I think if I had burning coals placed in my head, shame is down the road from hurt. And man, just horrible feeling. I mean, fire on your head? Coals on your head? That's uncomfortable. That's no good. That, that's, that's hard. Now, we're not to enjoy this, I don't think. However, if we respond in the right way, if we respond to our enemies with love, and we do not take in our own hands revenge, and we leave that to God, and we respond in the way that we're supposed to respond with acts of kindness and love, the result is burning coals on their head. Now, if you've worked this, you've seen it happen, someone is not at peace with you. Someone has sought to harm you in some way, to, to hurt you in some way, perhaps. And you've chosen to respond the right way. Have you noticed how nervous they get when they're around you? That's burning coals on the head. Have you noticed the look of shame that comes over when they see you? Burning coals. I, I have witnessed that myself a time or two. I've been on both ends of that. I've had burning coals on my head, and that's not a good feeling at all. Time of repentance, time of reflection, time of, hey, we need to get this worked out because I don't want to walk into your presence anymore and have burning coals on my head. And I've seen others with burning coals on their head. They don't respond normally. They're agitated. It's just they're not at peace. And I don't think you can take a good afternoon nap with burning coals on your head. Isn't it interesting that the Lord gives us a little motivation for doing the right thing? And then he finishes the scripture with, do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. We never respond with evil. Love doesn't do that. That's not our place. That's not who we are. We are lovers. We love Jesus. We love one another. We love our enemies. That's how we respond. 
So let's look at Romans 12, 9 through 21 as an entire package. Just let it soak in for a moment. Pray through this. Tonight, tomorrow, sometime this week, just pour into these Scriptures and talk with the Lord about you and these verses of Scripture. Ask Him how you're doing. Examine your heart in light of these Scriptures. Lord, Your Word says that my love should be genuine. Help me, Lord, not to be a hypocrite. Lord, I, I, I read your word. I understand that that love that I express is to be the real thing, authentic. Lord, I just pray that you will work in my life in this matter. Help me, God, to respond with real love. Help me not to hold back. Lord, I don't want to pretend when it comes to love. I want to, I want to offer other people the real thing. Lord, your word says, abhor what's evil and hold fast to what is good. Lord, help me to realize the seriousness of evil, the seriousness of sin. Help me, Father, to recognize that that love doesn't allow sin to to hurt people. And Lord, I need to be wise and Lord, I need to have instruction with this because it oftentimes becomes such a complicated matter in this complicated world that we're in. But Lord, show me, teach me. May your spirit burning me. And Lord, help me to pour what's evil. Lord, help me to hold fast to what is good. So many times, Lord, I'm influenced that what I might see is wrong and someone influences how I treat them. And Lord, I don't want to be that way. I recognize, Lord, that's not what you want. I know that's not love, God. So, Lord, help me to grow in that. Help me to learn that, Lord, I, I love people genuinely. And, Lord, not the sin, but the person. And, Lord, help me to find that, that, right, that right balance. And help me, Father, to be matter-of-fact with that. And help me to be um, intentional with that love. Lord, I know that I don't deserve to be loved by you or others. But Lord, help me to to just as you love me unconditionally and you love me with grace, help me, Lord, to love other people unconditionally and to love other people with grace. As after all, Lord, I'm not to be the judge. It's not mine to judge. And I pray, Lord, that my love that I express in this world will show that. Lord, your word says that we're to love one another with brotherly affection. Lord, I pray that you'll teach me what it means to be part of a big family. Help me, Lord, to love my brothers and sisters in you, Lord, your people, to love them with all my heart, to love them in a way that honors you and shows that you are at work. And Lord, you say we're to outdo one another in showing honor. Lord, I'm, I'm not good at that. Lord, oftentimes I don't even think about that. Lord, I, I've recognized the last two or three weeks, Lord, uh, I've recognized people 
outdoing each other with honor, taking the back seat, carrying the luggage, going the extra mile for someone. Lord, I pray that you'll grow that in my life. Help me, God, to, to, to serve in such a way that I'm outdoing one another in honor. Lord, your word says that I'm not to be slothful in zeal, Father. I don't want to be lazy. Lord, I don't, I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't, I don't want my embers to, to just be barely burning, Lord. I want it to be, Father, I want the zeal for you to be, be alive and strong and on fire. Lord, I want to be fervent in spirit, just boiling over, as this word says, for you, Lord. As I serve you, Lord, I want to boil over for you. I want you to be seen. I want your spirit to just, just take hold of every, every part of my life, Father, and that I just boil over in serving you. Lord, as I come to rejoicing in hope, being patient in tribulation, and constant in prayer, I think about the times I'm weak. I think about the times that there's, there's a little give up in me. I think about the times, Lord, that I don't rejoice in hope in bad times, that I'm not patient in tribulation. And Lord, I, I, I'm not the praying person I need to be, Lord. I pray your spirit will work in my life and help me to rejoice in the hope of Jesus, to be patient in tribulation. And, and, and Lord, help me to develop prayer. Lord, I enjoy talking with you. And I, Lord, I, I, I experience the benefits of your presence. But Lord, I, I need to grow stronger in standing before you and praying and connecting with you, Lord. Lord, I'm so thankful that what you don't want from us is, is pious praying, but connecting with you. And Lord, strength to handle whatever happens in this life. Father, for where you're strong, that's all I need. You're, you're absolutely sufficient to meet every need. Where I'm weak, you are strong, Lord. Lord, you tell us in this scripture that we're to contribute to the needs of the saints and we're to seek to show hospitality. Oh, Lord, I fail miserably with this. And, and Lord, I want to grow. I want your love to flow over to the point that, Lord, I recognize needs quicker. And Lord, that I am more hospitable, Lord. Father, by nature, I'm not a hospitable person. I don't think in those terms, Lord. I, 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 Lord, I want to grow in that area of my life, and I pray your Spirit will, will teach me and guide me. Father, it's so hard to bless those who's persecuted me, to speak well of them, to bless and not to curse. Lord, my nature is to, is to curse them. My nature is to avoid them. My nature, Lord, is to, is to get even with them. But Lord, you have brought a new nature. that, Father, you are at work teaching me and guiding me, Lord. And, and Lord, I, I want to be someone that lives for you to the point that regardless of what happens, Lord, I bless others. Lord, I guess it just means that what you want far outweighs what I might want. And all my wants and desires are just laid at your feet. I pray, Lord, 
you'll continue to teach me. Oh, Lord, and then you said we're to be empathetic. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Lord, I struggle with empathy. Lord, I struggle with putting myself in their shoes. I can say these words, Lord. I, I, I can say these words. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. But, Lord, even though I can say these words and I have, Lord, a head knowledge of what this means, Lord, my heart is a long way from truly understanding what it looks like to empathize with other people. Lord, your spirit's been working on me the last month or so in this area. Oh, Lord, I pray that you'll develop me in, the, in, in, in that empathy, that I'll learn to feel what other people feel. I'll learn to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And I'll learn, Lord, to weep with people who weep. Lord, you ask us to live in harmony with each other. To blend in. To be willing to be unnoticed so that the tune is pleasing to you. Lord, I see groups blend and harmonize as they sing. And, and Lord, you can't hear one above the other. It just sounds so so pleasing, Lord, so therapeutic. And Lord, I know that when we love you with all of our heart and we're loving other people and we're acting on these things, Lord, we are in harmony with each other. And Lord, I know that as a people, you want us to live in harmony with each other because Lord, you are clearly seen when we are in harmony with each other. Some of us sing the low part. Some of us sing the middle part. Some of us sing the high parts, Lord. Some of us just can't flat sing. But Lord, as we sing together, as we love together, as we serve together, Lord, you even take those of us that can't sing well and it blends in and it glorifies you. Lord, I don't want to be haughty. Lord, I want to be able to associate with the lowly I want to be like Jesus with those people, Lord, that, that perhaps, Lord, I, I might see as lower than me, perhaps. Lord, I don't want to be haughty and I don't want to think about anybody that's lower than me. Help me, Father, to just purge all those possibilities from my heart and my life. Lord, help me not to repay anyone evil for evil. Help me to learn to give thought of the honorable response. Lord, Father, I... I want to learn not to have unnecessary burden for people that I'm not at peace with. Lord, I want to live beyond that response of people and love as you desire and be responsible for what I'm responsible for. Oh, Lord, I pray you'll teach me. Lord, help me to recognize every single day, regardless of what happens, that avenging myself is never my right. It's never what you want. And Lord, help me to respond in the right way when, Lord, I'm, I'm attacked perhaps or persecuted or maybe treated unfairly. May you be glorified in my life. May your spirit work. I pray, God, that your spirit work in our congregation and, and may the dose of love be increased.
Help us to learn to love that pleases you. In Jesus' name, I pray these things, Lord. Amen. Ushers, come forward.